Oh, why, hello. And welcome back to another episode of What's With You, Scooby Doo. Adam Corvo joins me on the podcast to talk about stuff and Scooby Doo. We talk about uh, like a super solid episode of. Be cool, Scooby Doo. I feel like this show, you know, it it goes to a lot of places, and then there are just those episodes where it's like it hits like all the be cool Scooby Doo buttons, which is weird to think of for like a show that doesn't have that many episodes and only two seasons. But like you know, it has like the is it self aware? Yes. Is it you know? Does it uh, meta gag Daphne? Yes. You know, uh, it's it's a solid. I think. Everything you expect from a Be Cool Scooby-Doo episode. Anyways, we'll get into it more on the podcast. We also talk about Queen and Bare Naked Ladies, two of my favorite bands. Do we talk about the Queen movie? No. Also, is that out yet? I have no idea. But uh, a lot of controversy surrounding it, right? I don't know. I just feel like anything that comes out, you can be like, a lot of controversy, right? And people will be like, oh, did you hear that thing? Yeah, I did. But I want to hear your take on it. (laughs) Anyways, am I getting better at these intros? Probably not. Speaking of these intros, Steve Turner, listener extraordinaire, uh, was nice enough to inquire about supporting the podcast on Facebooks. Uh, Insanely nice. And amazingly, uh, like I, I, I don't know. It's always a, it's always a shocker to me that people listen to this, and I'm, I'm very grateful. Uh, the best way you can support this podcast is by listening to it, hands down. Are there other ways of supporting this podcast? I don't know, not yet, really, but there could be. Number one. I don't know if any of my listeners are musically inclined or enjoy, you know, uh, creating like uh, music or anything like that. Same thing. I just said the same thing twice. God damn it. Uh, but for like maybe two years, uh, two years, year and a half, I, I've been using the same uh, album-ish worth of music by uh, a friend of the podcast knows which album and maybe some listeners do too i don't know uh but i've been using the same music over and over again god damn it every time he talks seven anyways uh and i you know what like here's here's what you can do if you're musically inclined you listen to this podcast and you like it and you make beats you make whatever uh if you'd like Submit something. Submit something to go behind my intros. And I'll give a shout out to your SoundCloud, uh, Vim, Vimeo, your Vine. I'll pip your Vine. How about that? Uh, <laughs> no, but seriously. Uh, yeah, send, send me something for behind the intros if you feel like it. It could be fun. Who knows? We'll see if it works out or not. Uh, also, uh, thanks to this this saint, this uh, uh, very nice listener, Stephen. Stephen. Steven, Steven, thank you. Maybe merch? Like, I, I don't know. I, I've always thought about merch as, like, a fun thing. But, like, I also... Uh, t-shirts with, like, a logo or something. I'm not sure that that's necessarily my style. So, but let me know, like, if you out there want merch. 
Let me know what you want. Do you want sayings from the podcast? Do you want a logo? Do you want coffee mugs, phone cases, pillows, throws, tapestries? What do you want? If you want it, let me know on the Facebook or the Twitter or the Instagram or email. Where? What, how do I find those things? Great question. Uh, Facebook.com slash what's with you, Scooby-Doo. What's with you, Scooby-Doo at gmail.com. Twitter and Instagram at WWY Scooby-Doo. Let me know if there's something I can do merch-wise that you're into. Because, like, I, I, I don't know if I can create that in a vacuum and not feel like a weirdo. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you do because I also create this in a vacuum. There's nobody here right now. I'm in a room alone. <laughs> talking to myself is this getting to me no it's not thank you so much as always for listening uh in addition this episode uh is crazy it's it's a long one buckle up man there's some good stuff in here did i say my rocco impression comes out a rocco impression comes out most said thing in the intros i think anyways thank you as always for listening once again to the podcast what do they do this that's a weird one i just had a gas station mcrib like did five you? minutes ago i did yeah with the the mcdonald's inside the gas station no, no i went oh. i went to cumby's on the way here oh and, and got, they have that I, I, branded was, mcdonald's it, it, no it was called oh. a, a cumberland farms shorty rib sandwich <laughs> And I can tell you this, I already feel real bad. Yeah, like, I can get behind that. Y- you shouldn't. <laughs> I can get behind feeling bad for Don't you. Don't get behind again. me. <laughs> My friends never stood downwind. Are we recording already? Yeah. Oh, sure. Uh, what's with you, Scooby-Doo, <laughs> today on the podcast <laughs> in the scooby Straight from the heart oh. of the fortress of Dudatude. I have Adam carry one along Corvo. I is that a reference to something? Carry Maybe. one along? I don't that sounds like it could be a thing. Carry one along? Car- carry one along, my son. Oh, that's not it either. Nope. That's not it. <laughs> you doing okay? Never. Alright. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the so I'll we, let you find it. It's okay. We listened to the radio at work. The yeah. last like vestige of me listening to radio because like yeah. why bother? I like, was on radio for a little bit. You were on the radio. Yeah, I was on WMPG for about a year and a half. Ooh, did you DJ? Uh, no, I DJ. I, I was. Um, I worked the board, and I was one of three hosts of a uh, opinion show. It was called Speak Freely. Um, Sounds it, gross. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, no, no, it was fun. Uh, it was me, uh, a guy named Ray Wallace, who was about 20 years, maybe 30 years my elder, and then a guy named Mike, who was about 20 years his elder. So it, so was, it was just like three generations. That was exactly it. The, the hook was three bitching. generations of opinion, <laughs> and we would just kind of sit and bullshit for an hour and a half every Monday. So you just podcasted. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> so this is going to be a cakewalk. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's funny. Do you want to hear the reason why I have two DSLRs? Do we have time? Yeah, of course. Okay, and this actually 
links to you. You don't know it. Okay. Um, so uh, the Kabang Music and Arts Festival. In Bangor? Uh, well, it was when it was a thing. Oh, okay. Um, uh, they're, uh, the guy who founded that whole uh, operation. El Kabang himself. El uh, Presidente El Caban. Yeah, I, I know him well. Um, um, I knew him from my childhood, actually. Um, he wrote and directed an independent film that I was cast in when I was maybe 10 or 11. Hmm. And that was my introduction to the entertainment industry proper. Yeah. Um, this world of show. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, it, it, was, it was an indie film, but it actually had a budget with like... It was shot on actual film. There were Whoa. gaffers and uh, boom mics and craft services, and it, it was it was like a, a real production. Clapboards. And... There were clapboards. <laughs> the movie was shit, <laughs> uh, but it, w- it was a real thing. Um, and the writer director of that, uh, I kind of stayed in touch with throughout the years, mm. and uh, he went on to be one of the founding. Um, driving drivers behind the Kabang Music and Arts Festival mm. in Bangor. Um El Kabong. El Still Kabong. in my head. Oh, that Still was, in my head. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> uh but one year, uh 2014, uh, I want to say, uh I was looking for a project to get involved with and I I didn't really have anything um cuz the last thing that I had done prior to that was the uh, Super Lucha Explosiva Wrestling Company. The, yeah, that, Luchadori Wrestling in Portland, yes, Maine. Yes, that I bankrolled and was also a huge disaster. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to notice a theme here. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, flash forward to 2014, um, I was looking for a project and I was, I was kind of looking at Kabang and what they were doing and they had a pretty good bill that year. They had like a DMX was going to be there, and they had okay, a couple. You're not uh, starting strong, <laughs> <laughs> but think about it. DMX was he was he debuting Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer there? Is that a song of his? Yeah, have you not seen that yet? Is that a video? Yeah, there's like a video of him going like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. What <laughs> had a very shiny nose? X. What what <laughs> X gonna bring presents to you? It's so funny. Uh, so I am very much DMX interested in like, seeing that. But he Saint, was going to be there. Saint I think Vincent. Saint Vin. What? Wasn't oh uh, yes, yeah. I, I think I think that was that year. I think she actually was going to be there, um, but I approached uh, this old old friend of mine, El Kabong, El, for uh, President El Kabong, uh, and and I said, "Look, please can you call me Pek." <laughs> <laughs> okay, Pek. Look, you don't really have like a, a a video presence at all. You have this huge festival that brings a lot of people in, and you don't have like any. Yeah. In-house interviews or Vox Pop or seriously, you got to get on Vine. They, they had nothing. Mm. And, and Vine was big back then. <laughs> that would have worked. Um, but they didn't have anything. So I I put myself in a position where I was going to be like the point man for all of their video production. Smart dude. Yeah. So I was in, I was I had um, set myself up with all of this video equipment. Two DSLRs uh, and audio equipment, and I was getting uh, like a, a little crew in place to go up there. Did you put everything. it on a credit card? What happened? How'd you get it? Oh, I got a Best Buy card. 
with rewards points. From the Kabang? Uh, no, from my credit score. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that that was the first red flag. Wait, how does that work? What? How do you do that? What? Get a credit card? Oh, you see, wait, but you got a Best Oh, you got a Best Buy credit I got, card. I got a Best Buy credit okay, card. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I I personally bought two DSLRs to to do my my production for this. Oh, I'll make the money back and I'll the, pay it I, off. Listen, I was trying to be the next Chris Hardwick. Dude, I <laughs> I don't know if you want to listen. That in 2014, days. that was something. That was a thing to aspire to. Okay, well, those are two different things because it still is something. Yeah, I know. I, now I'm just gonna be the next Louis C.K. or whatever. <clears throat> whatever. Um, but so I, I had uh, gotten myself in this really good position, really promising. If this actually panned out the way it was looking to, uh, looking to pan out. Yeah, well, fucking awesome, man. Yeah, you're uh, good. but then it slowly started to fall apart. Yeah, um, it went from you know uh, all across Bangor, all these different things, to just kind of two or three venues, to two venues, to like half the acts, to not Bangor at to all, to not Bangor at all. Then it became right. Portland, and then they cut out all the music and art entirely, and it was just two nights of a film festival. <laughs> Which now you know where this is heading. Uh, the week before that, the weekend when the thing was supposed to kick off, right? Two of the founders of the festival sat. Uh, I had a meeting with them at Rosie's in downtown Portland. Classic. And they said, "Okay, look, here's what we need you to do." There was a <laughs> oh, was a-, a comedy troupe in Bangor, right? Who and I, I don't remember their names. Um, but they had diligently planned okay. a Rocky Horror-esque live show of Wet Hot American Summer. I vaguely remember this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, okay, they're not coming, but we still want to do that. <laughs> so we want you to do that. <laughs> you have six and a half days. <laughs> Go. And here's here's the thing. Cut to me getting a phone call. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I wasn't uh, that. Uh, here's the thing that I didn't tell them that I should have. Mm. I never had seen the movie. I had never seen it. I'd heard of it. Oh, fun. I had admitted to liking it prior, but yeah, I yeah, never yeah. really. You know, you you did know like, someone says, like, oh, you like a movie? You like, yeah. you like Avatar? Oh, yeah, I love Avatar. You ever seen it? Yeah, I saw. I saw Avatar. It's not, good. not it for good. years. Not for yeah, years. No, I didn't see Avatar until they till, until they put it on TV at Sears where I was working, and then then I eventually <laughs> got to to watch parts of it eventually. Um, yeah, it's but, Fern Gully. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's Fern Gully. It's Fern Gully. Pocahontas. I'm not, I'm not sure it's better. No, no, definitely yeah. not. Um, but just to, to wrap up that story. Um, uh, yeah, uh, six days to plan a live interactive viewing of wet hot american summer or any movie for that matter yeah people uh, dressed is, up is, and... is not enough oh really it's not enough yeah. i have uh, a video uh of jake cody breaking down that's fun practically in tears <laughs> uh because we tried to to write that thing we we watched the movie probably 20 times yeah. maybe more in the course of that week yeah and um it didn't go well that's fun it was interesting yeah. Uh, if you if you Just ever listen, if you ever have twenty people in front of you, and you need to make fourteen of them leave over the course of an hour, yeah, 
get Nick to throw a throw tray. tater tots, <laughs> throw a tray of tater tots at them, and call it comedy. Yeah, because that that thins out the crowd real quick. <laughs> it was really fun. I think that yeah. might be a highlight of my career. Was it <laughs> throwing tater tots at people's faces? Yes. Well, have you ever done it? Again, no. Had you done it before? See, but here's the thing: I'm, I, I don't want to chase that high. It was so good the first oh, time. I don't want to ruin it. I mean, before you know it, it's going to be 2020, and you're just hucking raw potatoes at people yeah, on the street. See? I don't uh, want to do oh, that. Who's that? Oh, that's, that's Nick. Do you know who, who he was? Oh no, who was that? Oh, that was the guy who threw he used threw to throw tater, 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 tater tots at people. Now he's oh, throwing that's home sad. fries. You hate to see that. Yeah, you hate to see that. That's real sad. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> I just caught a tater in the eye. Is that a goddamn Idaho pride? <laughs> you sons of bitches! Uh, so usually we start off with a little history lesson, a little uh, getting to know yeah. you vis a vis more of the podcast. And that's all you need. Yeah, that's all you need. <laughs> I mean, unless you want to talk about scrimps and pumpkins, we can do that. <laughs> I'm sure that'll come up. Yeah. Uh, but like, so typically we do start off a little bit talking about Scooby Doo. Yeah. Uh, did you watch it growing up? Uh, I sure did. Uh, more, more casually, uh, some I've noticed that some of your guests have uh, espoused a cult like devotion to the do couple of them a yeah. couple of them um, there's a wide uh of yeah. afterbirth of people yeah here. i i know of scooby-doo yeah um i i've definitely seen it i know it's always one of pretty much universally the first guy that you meet <laughs> uh, in in the, the classic do the yeah, classic cartoon fashion it's just kind of like yeah. yeah um and that's fun uh i, I how old is is the miss Mystery Gang? Not the Mystery Gang. Yeah, the original. What, what's the name of the team? Uh, the Gang. Uh, Mystery Inc. Mystery Inc. But the and Gang the is machine. typically what they're called. What age are they supposed to be? So in the original, they're 17, 16, 17, 18 yeah. range. And then uh, later on, it kind of goes up in the air where they seem kind of like maybe they could still be teenagers. Maybe they're 20-something. Yeah. It bounces around a bunch. I mean, at one point, uh, Scooby... And Shaggy are substitute teachers at a prep school, so presumably you got to be—you actually have to have a college degree to do Scooby that. Scooby and Shaggy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's for the uh, children of famous uh, Universal monsters. So I don't uh, know if you actually need a college okay. degree to do that, but probably not. it's still a job. Like they got hired, so they have to have some kind of qualifications. And yeah. I don't know if they'd give that job to a teenager. Well, you you wouldn't think they'd give it to a dog either. Wow, but he's a special dog. He and can talk. If there's a wolf man who's oh on the board of directors, you don't want to get into a oh, whole species thing. That's totally biased. We can't we can't let him in. He's a dog. A sweet what do you deal. mean by that? <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Wolfman. Well, listen, I'll I'll just Listen, I, I didn't listen, mean anything. There's by it. nowhere in the charter that says a dog can't be a teacher. <laughs> yeah, right. Defer to Airbud. <laughs> you always defer to Airbud. Oh man, oh, I'm sad. I'll never meet that dog. Uh, <laughs> what the Airbud dog? Yeah. Oh, he's long dead. Yeah, all 23 of them. Uh, <laughs> I did watch Space Buddies the other day. Space Buddies. Are you aware of of the the Bud Legacy? Wait, is this Air Bud goes to space? Oh no, oh, not, okay. not Air Bud. The the Air Buddies. Okay, the Air Buddies go to space. So it's like two of Air Bud's spawn. Oh no, it's like fucking seven. There's like seven dogs. <laughs> like seven Air Buddies. Is this an 
animated or is oh this... no no it's straight it's up an abomination okay it's real bad uh it's a bunch of golden retrievers in space golden retriever puppies okay yeah and they go to space it sounds super cute and they all have different stereotypical personalities do they talk they talk because Air Bud doesn't Air Bud talk. Didn't talk. Oh my God, you're right. No, I forgot that he didn't talk. Yeah, he was just. I a mean, dog. in the first one, it might have gotten. Yeah. He, okay. Listen. The plot was he was a dog who played basketball. No, no, no. He he was a dog that could sh- shoot three. He could shoot free throws, and that was it. Pretty much. I thought there was like a three pointer thing because if you chucked the ball, that at dog him, he was would like terrible hit it. from the key. <laughs> and forget it on ISO. He couldn't do it. You get that dog in the paint, he's garbage. I have a podcast about Scooby-Doo. You think I know shit about sports? <laughs> I, think I do know the key. I, I Okay, one. look. So Top it's of kind of an offshoot. It's a it's a, a movie series. What I'm proposing right now is a special series of mm-hmm. What's With You, Scooby-Doo, Kay. just about the Air Bud the Air- movies. And you bring in like someone who does know about sports, and they just rip that dog to shreds. And I try to defend it, or or whatever. <laughs> we just talk about it, because I mean, that dog can't block a shot. Uh, air budding, air budding, budding air. I don't know what do we call it. Um, nothing, a- nothing air- but bud. <laughs> N- neither here nor there, bud. It's called. It's called nothing but bud. No. The subtitle is "All you stoners are going to be real disappointed." <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to dive into uh, "Be Cool, Scooby Doo." Yeah, one of my favorite series. Uh, it's kind of. It's ridiculous. It's it's super dumb, but it's the like modern uptake of scooby-doo so it's like okay it's probably the one most of all that tried to take scooby-doo and put it into a modern paradigm is there or a contemporary paradigm is there still a musical chase montage oh we'll find out oh if it's modern they just they're probably just twerking on each other's asses (laughs) weirdly enough kids these days that did kind of happen in one episode but uh but it i mean you know it's funny because the we'll get into it did you get that part when i said i could only get so hard (laughs) yep i did okay (laughs) so they uh uh, some people don't like Put it. They don't on. want. They want the just the old school stuff. Some people yeah. love it. So we'll see how. Well, you, it's a uh, limited do format. There's really only so much you can do with it. Or is it infinite because of its limitations? <laughs> no, it's pretty limited. Mm-hmm. You got a soundboard over there? Shit! Mm-hmm. Oh my god! You got that the the falling down mm-hmm. scream guy? You know, like when they get pushed off a cliff or something, like the Wiley Coyote. You, know? <laughs> you got everything over there. It's great. <laughs> All right, so we are going to be watching season one, episode six, trading chases. Let's do this. <laughs> Look, Dwayne, maybe it's your ancestor. So, uh, Daphne, do you always bring a falcon on mysteries? What? No! Don't be silly. I brought puppets, fake beards, a banjo. This would be my first falcon. Um, Jeff, sir, so like 
Scoob and I were wondering if we could go investigate a slightly less terrifying part of the museum. I understand, Shaggy. This is pretty scary. But I can tell you two are our best weapons. You're both fine-tuned to recognize when danger is near. I'll tell you what, you help us search for clues, and if you sense any trouble, I'll be right behind you running out of here, okay? Like we're your chickens in a coal mine, sir! Wow, he harnessed the power of cowardice and used it to our advantage. Oh, You're shit. not allowed to look up anything. This you is, just have to say things with confidence. This is my hell. Yeah. <laughs> I said that with confidence. You just have to uh, just dive into uh, the knowledge that you have and hope okay. to God it's correct. All right. Mostly I'm wrong, but it's the journey, not the destination. Is, I do know that. Is that's... that how you feel? Yeah. Or are you just saying that? No. Okay. The journey c- can be important. One of us always tells the truth and one of us lies. I tell the truth. Oh, that's such a lie. <laughs> what was what, what was that? That was Labyrinth. Labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I I did see Labyrinth. I yeah. did see that one. Uh that was not not David Bowie, right? That was it. Right. That was not not David Bowie. No. Oh, that's not what I was saying. <laughs> Oh, Dark Crystal was Dark Muppets, Big Puppets, Jim Henson. Yeah, Labyrinth is Labyrinth well, but there's was, people in it. Was David Bowie mm-hmm. sexual awakening for many, many young girls? So I've heard. Yeah, yeah. I've been very generous with you, Sarah, but I can also be very cruel. Generous? Yes. I've bent the rules of time and space. Wouldn't you call that generous? We could talk about Kung Pao. I know that. Is that the fake kung fu movie uh, from yeah. Comedy Central? No, no, no. That was um, this is a no research podcast. Correct. Shit. Uh, that movie in my head shit. seems what to be that? bound up with the Hebrew Hammer. <laughs> no, no. I, I know what you're thinking of Stephen there... Chow. Is that a... no? No, it was Steve uh, o- Oda Kirk. Bob Odenkirk. No, that's a different guy. Bob Odenkirk is Mr. Show. Right. Bill Odenkirk also is not him. Futurama. No, Steve. Steve. There's a third Odenkirk? Uh, not related. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like Van Zants. There's so many Van Zants. There's Ron- Ronnie? Ronnie and Johnny. Ronnie. Johnny Van Zant? Yeah, so Ronnie, Ronnie died in the plane crash. And Johnny made it? Johnny became singer after then, Ronnie died. And then there was a- Steve. Steve, no. Well, Steven. Steven. Steven is the E Street Band. Towns Van Zandt. Wait, Little Steven? Little Steven. He's a Van Zandt? Yeah. Miami Steve! Is that your radio personality? No, that's what, uh, that's in the like four hour band introductions that Bruce Springsteen does. Oh. Uh, He'll be like, and on the guitar, Miami Steve! (laughs) Is that still Little Steven? Dare I speak his name? Big man, Clarence Clemens. Uh, Why are these intros lasting seven hours, Bruce? How many members does he have? The E Street Band. Yeah, it varies, but it's pretty big. Is it the whole E Street? Yeah, it's that all, was a bad joke. It's I, all of E Street. That. that was bad. No, that was fun. Uh, it's all of E Street. The whole E Street. Mm. You see, it killed it. We're dead. It's dead. <laughs> it's, we're dead in the water right now. Because I had to make a joke about the boss. 
employing a whole street as a band. Well, I got us off on that tangent in the first yeah. place, so maybe it's my fault. What's the show about? I have no idea. So the gang goes to the Ancient History Museum. This was real good. Did you like it? I liked it a whole bunch. Yeah. I think they're I think they're onto something here. Yeah. I mean for for <laughs> you know, I think a, a show I think a, about a group of, a group of people with a dog solving mysteries. I think that's got some legs. It's like somewhere in between like Ross Perot and like Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> with the voice I was doing? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I think it's got <laughs> legs. I think it's got legs. Now, now look at look at. Let me tell you. <laughs> It's like a just it's like an off-brand Dana Carvey oh, character. Sure. I think the show has legs. Yeah. Now, oh, oh, now it's getting Dana Cosby. Carvey. That's oh, 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 careful. Yeah, don't drink we that. We started with heart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what happened? <laughs> uh, uh, we started with Hardwick. I did have a friend who used to do uh, B- Buffalo Bill Cosby. It puts the lotion in the basket, Rudy. I think that was Andy Bolick. I think I need to give him credit. <laughs> Do you want some pudding pops? <laughs> oh, then the reverse. I, I need some pudding pops. <laughs> I need the shit out of some pudding pops. Kids say the darkest things. <laughs> uh, so the- What'd you say to your dad? <laughs> Rudy. Uh... What were you talking about? <laughs> the, the, What's the show about? It opens with this gag of them going to the ancient history history museum histomy hysterectomy museum. Ooh. Uh so that Fred can go to the history of mystery exhibit. Yeah. And they keep bringing up the ancient Egypt exhibit. They didn't really follow up on that that bit at all, did they? Cuz he didn't want to talk about ancient history or the the egyptians yeah and he was like oh don't we can't talk about it. don't talk about it and don't they, bring it up they did do bring up what they did do a, that was a, a solid bit yeah it's a, it's a it who's was on for, first for a kid's gag for a kid's show sure solid gag yeah, yeah um what's on second but they didn't follow up on that at all well because it's kind of a one shot because then for the plot of the show they have to go into the ancient Egypt Museum. Right, I get it, but my impression of that bit was he was afraid of it for some reason. Oh, no, he just or, didn't or, want was, them to bring it, it up. T- was it Tunnel Vision? Yeah, he just wanted to go to oh, the okay. hi- History of Mystery. Uh, I, I, maybe I missed a, uh, a line or something, but it, it seemed like he was apprehensive about going uh. to Egyptian. This summer on CBS, the history of mystery. You can't tell me you wouldn't watch the shit out of that. Yeah, that sounds like fun. I'd watch that. That's, it also sounds like a BBC show, doesn't it? History of mystery on BBC. <laughs> <laughs> you can make anything sound like a TV show. I love it. What, just with a, with a British accent? With any kind. You just got to make like an off-brand voice and then, you know. Uh, here, give me a phrase. Try me. Or how about I do an off-brand Jimmy Stewart? <laughs> no, uh, no, no, it's it's uh, uh, history of mysteries. <laughs> that was almost uh, hosted by off-brand Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> no, 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 we don't know. We don't. We don't know. What we, we have to now? Amelia Earhart well, you, could have gone anywhere. No, you, have, you have some clothes. That, that was almost like Don. Was it Don Knotts? <laughs> Don Knotts. That was. There's Don. too many ostriches. <laughs> 
That's the one I Now, now the, the pamphlet said there'd only be a few ostriches. <laughs> There's way too many ostriches. Andy. <laughs> 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 right. oh, uh, uh, okay. I'm Tiny Ron Howard. Uh, uh, so they. Uh, so after uh, the history the, of mystery. After the history of mysteries. Um, they mystery. get to the museum. Yeah. Well, uh, the cold open. The we forgot. Oh, there was a cold open with with a real douchebag <laughs> named Matt, Matt, who's fucking around with other people people's cultures. Forget <laughs> about appropriating them. He's just mocking them. Well, the other thing is that like he's just being obnoxious to the other security guard. Yeah. Like, we've all had huh, that coworker. It was that exciting. I, yeah, I, <laughs> this is what, what it's getting close to my bedtime. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. Promptly seven thirty. <laughs> but we we've all had that coworker who's like, "Hey, I'm the guy who likes to fool around," and yeah. it's like, "But you're not good at it." Oh no, no, no! Have you ever had uh, a coworker who? Uh, wanted to do pranks but was bad at pranks no i've had that and it's it's kind of frustrating yeah I can because they will try to do a prank but it's really not a prank at all because <laughs> like they, they'll move like your business cards from one side of the desk to like a drawer oh yeah all, also at your desk yeah so it's hey, like not Adam, the first do you place have any you look spare, the do you have any spare business cards? oh yeah yeah um Oh, I thought they were there. Oh, no. Here they are. I it, totally got you. Oh, all right. I got you. Okay. All right. <laughs> I hid your business well, cards. Well, that's, uh, that, was, that was a real good goof. Good job. <laughs> Thanks, man. All Thanks. Right. You got to keep your eyes open I around do. me. <laughs> I'm on my toes. Oh, real, oh, man. real good goof. Are we still going to uh, Taco Steve's for lunch? Absolutely Okay. Not. Okay. All right. Yep. So anyway, real uh, douchebag named Matt. And he gets... Uh, Completely run off by uh, the spirit Sobek. Okay, how did you spell that? I didn't. How did you it, spell it? I didn't put it in my notes because I kept forgetting what it was uh, said. But it also reminded me of Sobi, the uh, drink. Also, a lizard god, Sobek. No, Sobi. Is is there a name for the lizard on the Sobi Sobi bottle? Is it Sobi? Isn't it Sobi or not Sobi? That is the question. It is. But so, whether it's nobler asking, what are you the high fructose me? corn syrup beverages to take arms against them and in so doing to drink vitamin water. Oh, but in that vitamin water, <laughs> the B12. I <laughs> there's the vitamin. I don't know where this is going. This is a horrible Rich, Richard the B. No, there's nothing there. No. What was that? That? That was to be or not to be. Hamlet. Hamlet. Shamlet. So I spelled Sobek, S-O-B-E-C. Nice. Think I would have gone with a K, but... But that's the thing. No one knows how... <laughs> I'm so excited for where this is going to go. No one knows how the Egyptian language actually sounded. That's completely lost to history. Okay, we, yeah. We don't fucking know. Wasn't that a plot point of Timeline by Michael Crichton is like... They found out how old English sounded, and the guy's like, you couldn't possibly know that. And he's like, Whoa, we have time travel. Oh, my God. What a, what a twist. Yeah. I didn't read that. Oh, uh, it's a good one. Oh. Uh, that's in the that's not a twist. That's in, like, the yeah. first chapter of the book. So um, the point is, forget about spelling. Right. Egyptian name. But they, they it, did have a pretty good running bit in there about two warring Egyptologists who were insulting themselves, uh, insulting each other. 
in Egyptian by saying, "Oh, well, you're a, you're a, squ- a squiggly thing, crocodile man pointing at his nose." <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, how dare you call me that?" Uh, really quickly, how do you spell that? Uh, it's foot man looking left. <laughs> <laughs> like no, man looking left has a k sound. <laughs> Can you sound it out? (laughs) Man looking left. (laughs) Yeah. Alligator. You're doing great, Timmy. Bird. No. Papyrus. Yes. (laughs) Papyrus. Um. Man, man walking. Sobek. Great job. I did it. So that was a good bit. Overall, I just noticed that the this sh- it actually had like jokes. Yeah, yeah. There are gags. There, there, there were gags in this where before the, it, everything was just kind of like a one-off. In the older ones, was wasn't it more like just kind of like oh we we set up a, a a gag in this one scene, we'll pay it off three lines later. Yeah, and then it's closer. We to like- move to the next beat of the formula yeah i mean comedy of the 60s is a lot and especially for a children's cartoon it's gonna be a lot more like slipping on banana peels kind of stuff yeah but i mean like even something a little bit more sophisticated like a rocky and bowwinkle i don't Mm. know how many like running i mean there were running gags but not necessarily of this level it was but it was more self-contained and like you know it was just like one-off lines and stuff like you know uh and frostbite falls michigan there was a you know a small you know whatever yeah but uh, I think it was in the 90s when kids' shows started having better writing. It's kind of always right? been there, but that I think we especially have a nostalgia for that because the people who grew up with cartoons in the 70s started yeah. writing cartoons in the 90s. Right. So it's like people who grew up with like banana splits and like uh H&R Puff and stuff yeah. and you know all these uh the hippies shows right sure you know the hippies made shows then they started making shows in the 90s so then you got things like angry beavers yeah. and because um, uh, I mean I, I don't specifically mean like in like in Rocco's modern life he worked at a sex line heffa heffa that's pretty good heffa <laughs> I can't get a credit card heffa I can't pay it off Oh, Rocco. I'm very nauseous. Philbert. Philbert, you can't be sick on all... You can't be sick on my rug. Spunky! (laughs) (laughs) I have never... That is the most fun voice to do. I have never heard an impression of Rocco. Oh, really? No one's ever done one for me. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's such a funny yeah. thing because he's like so timid. Everything's like you know. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't do that. I was, you know, I was watching some of that um, like a couple months ago. Yeah, and it's just like a lot of it in there was just flat out inappropriate. Yeah, one of uh, my favorite visual gags of all time is they go to an amusement park. Yeah, and the uh, guy who's like running the Ferris wheel is reading an issue of. Play slugs, <laughs> and it's like a slug in a bikini on the front. It's the most ridiculously random tiny detail, but I love it. Yeah. Um, oh boy, uh, Rocco is is a whole other thing. Uh, but the the the, the point I was, I was just 
uh, attempting to. But to they, get they to. started to get more sophisticated. What was the, the, they actually, st- yeah, the, the 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 writing got more sophisticated. The jokes got a little bit better, not to the point where it was Rocco, mm. but an adult can watch that and go, "That's a pretty good joke." Yeah, I think the other thing that gets missed when when this topic comes up is that it's closer to our zeitgeist. So, like, the humor in that is going to seem more recognizable to us because it's closer to what we know as our current state of humor. You know what I'm saying? So, like, in the 70s or something, like... They were writing jokes for the 70s. Okay. So it's going to be like, you know, like if there were laughing jokes yeah. today, that's not going to really fly as much, you know? Oh, man, I love laughing, though. <laughs> I love laughing. Rowan and Martin. Live my, from beautiful downtown Burbank, my, it's laughing. Rowan and Martin are my boys. Uh, there was one, uh, there was a roast of Don Rickles uh, awesome. where Rowan and Martin, their whole set was just reading Don Rickles jokes. <laughs> Just these awful, off-color, embarrassing jokes that he was... Like, in the 70s, he was ashamed that he said that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And just reading them off, and it was... It killed. Yeah. It killed, And it killed me in 2014. <laughs> yeah. Because a, a good joke is, is a good joke. If it's delivered properly, if it still has something relatable to it... Mm-hmm. If the timing's right, yeah, it well, kills no matter what. And for kids, it really is just about like inflection and timing. Because there was yeah. so much when I was a kid that I laughed. Like I remember uh, there was a line in Men in Tights, Robin Hood Men yep. in Tights. Yep. And I can't remember what leads to it, but uh, Richard Lewis mm-hmm. says, "Isn't that a little bit?" Oh, he says like greetings, one and all, and all in one. That's a bit redundant, isn't it? <laughs> and I don't like I didn't know what redundant meant when that movie came yeah. out, but I thought it was so goddamn funny it, and for, his delivery. And for months yeah. I was like that's his, a bit redundant, isn't his it? His timing. <laughs> it, it, like his his persona. Oh yeah. I have a mole. Wasn't you a mole on the other side? Uh, that movie is so good. Yeah. Um, Who but is it? The other thing that I that y- I try to keep in mind with stuff like this, mm-hmm. um, and I'm gonna get to a, a, a point here, but good luck. Um, no, I, I I got this. I got Godspeed, this. I, I, John I, I think about I think about jokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As a as a subject, a lot. Sure. Um, but with with kids. What you've been exposed to... They say the darndest things. ...as a joke Mm -hmm. is very limited. For something to be funny, it has to have something relatable or some sort of context to it for it to be funny. To live in. To to live in as a joke. So it can be absurd. Exactly. That's where the the comedy comes out of because you Mm -hmm. recognize that from your real life and it's presented in a way that's a little bit different and that's where the the laugh comes from hmm, okay. generally speaking. Sure. Um, and this is a point that I would like to just hear your opinion on. Okay. Uh, I think uh, Norm MacDonald was the one who said this originally, but it's, it's fascinating that one of the first jokes that we hear as children is the, why did the chicken cross the road joke? Yeah. Because that isn't a traditional joke by any means. 
why did the chicken cross the road? To get to the other side. Is that a traditional joke? Well, I mean, in the sense that it's, is it a setup punch? It, it, it is, but it's, kind of, it's, but... it's a non-joke. Yeah. And if you <laughs> yeah. were uh, a 30-year-old who had been raised on traditional jokes that have uh, a traditional comedy punchline. Yeah. That would only be funny because it's not a traditional punchline. Yeah. Why did he get to the other mm. side? Or why did he cross the road? To get to the other side. Oh, it's, it's obvious. You should yeah, yeah, it's right. obvious. You're looking for a joke that isn't there, right. and that's the joke in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's so strange that as a culture, we've come to this place where that's the first joke that everyone learns. Yeah. When it's not a joke. Yeah, right. It's a non-joke. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> Andy Cobb. We're, we're exposed to Andy Cobbman before we get to actual humor. That's yeah. funny. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, to a certain extent, but then there's also, like, I mean, a lot of that style of, like, uh, oh, uh, the answer was right in front of you. Yeah. You, were, you were thinking too hard. Uh, I mean, you know, there's, like, a, what do you call uh, what do you call a sleeping bull? A bulldozer. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> oh, that, that got me a little bit. You know. <laughs> uh, there's another one that's kind of like that where it's, uh, where do you find a walrus in your house? I, I don't I don't know where you left it. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> those are the ones that I remember from being a yeah, kid. <laughs> but but the, the the bulldozer one, it's a it's a it's a play on words. It's a, it's a pun. Yeah. There, there's something yeah right to it. Where why did the chicken cross the road? There's there, there's nothing there. Last it, night I shot a bear in my pajamas. How he got there? I'll never, I'll know. never know. <laughs> that was uh, ch- uh, Groucho. Is that right? Groucho? That yeah, was Groucho. Yeah. Yeah, I'd never be part of a club that would have me as a member. Uh, that's a perfect joke. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, um, the uh, the the shortest joke. Um, uh, take my wife, please. Yeah, right. You know that one, right? <laughs> Any young man. Yeah. <laughs> what am I? Three word setup, one word punchline. Yeah, yeah. My. You can't do it better. Uh, I heard my favorite joke of all time at an open mic. It might have been a book gig, actually. I can't really remember. But this dude got up and he said. Uh, they say if you can't beat them, join them. But if that were true, we'd all be Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> I was like, that hands down might be the greatest joke I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> oh, I like that. Uh, that's a that's an old style joke. Well, but it that's uses like contemporary oh, no. humor and contemporary references. I, but it's I, a I, classic I love, setup. You punch. know, l- l- like the the structure of it. Yeah, that's almost like a danger field. Yeah, right. Yeah, I love it. My wife, man, who wanna cook? I don't know that toast could have bones in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 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 oh man, I, I don't think this is. I don't yeah. think this is danger field. It might. It might be young men again. Um, but uh, uh, my, my my wife and I we found we found a a great a, a great setup every uh, every week we go out uh, on a on a date night we go out on the town get some drinks uh, go see a movie she goes on Thursday I go on Friday <laughs> it's perfect yeah they're like that almost sounds like uh, Phyllis Diller <laughs> like Phyllis Diller and like she would just like rail off jokes yeah. like that one after another yeah. it's amazing so there's a glowing crocodile dude named Sobek. <laughs> I didn't really know why he glowed. 
Uh, I think that was the real breakthrough in her research. <laughs> she found a she way. She found glowing. She found, she found a super saiyan. Crocodile heads. A super saiyan. She went super saiyan. 9,000! Uh, fairly different. Um, I don't know what that one was. Uh, that's in your notes? Fairly different? Oh, because he, uh, he says, uh... They they act different when they're on the case and they're all tied up and breaking everything. And then he goes, fairly different. <laughs> oh, that was good. Uh, D. Bradley Baker, uh, one of my favorites, is one of the warring Egyptologists. He's yeah. great. Oh, have, have we set up that uh, Fred meets his ideological uh, rival here? Nemesis, almost. Yeah, yeah. so the... Uh, there's a... At the museum where they're going, there's a tour guide. Jeff. Jeff. Um I didn't care for at all at first. You didn't like Hefe? I did not like Jeff. Uh, and he, through some kerfuffle, decides to lead the mystery team in trying to solve the mystery of Sobek. And uh, Fred takes a group of children, <laughs> literal, actual children, as a replacement rival gang mm. in an attempt to solve the mystery first. Here's here's the and interesting thing. And Sue. So there's oh so, what so, what is the one interesting thing about that? Well, the jump forward and backwards, uh, uh, very well. Oh, we can't do that. We can't jump forward or backwards. It's my podcast. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> uh, so it ends with him being found out to be an absolute insane person. He believes in red leprechauns, and because we all know leprechauns are green. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> the best part of that though was they thought he was trying. He he thought they were trying to steal the wind. Yeah, you're trying to stop wind. All wind. <laughs> <laughs> and they just moved right on. I thought they should have come back to that at the end, but that they went back so to the red leprechaun thing. Like that was that was the killer. That was so subtle. Yeah. The corn on the cob, people. Uh, but the ideological difference between him and Fred is that he is he's like a team player. He wants to use the team for what they have, whereas right. Fred wants to control them. That was kind of he the setup. Did That's so the true. fact that he's so like nurturing and almost like you know kind of socialist about this whole process. Yeah, and but they're putting those words in the absolute insane person who thinks that corn on the cob people are trying to stop wind, <laughs> which is funny. In retrospect, yeah, I mean, there's something kind of funny about no, it. No, we need to uh, we need to really listen to everybody, and we need to respect everybody. I like what this dude's saying. And the corn people are putting <laughs> ants in my underwear. Wait a minute, does this negate the we should listen to but, everybody but thing? Here's the thing, though, he was right. He was right. He was right because working together, they solved the mystery and they caught the right person, Salazar. Or did they? Was he right? So much as they just managed to tackle and restrain the person in the Egyptian god costume. That's actually funny that you should mention that. Because, so they always explain after they've unmasked the person yeah. and everybody goes like, Farmer Ted? And they go, great, let me explain. They could be reverse engineering that explanation. Yeah. Because at no point, and this is really just dawning on me now, at no point do they actually use detective work yeah. as so much a series of nets mm -hmm. or traps yeah. to trap the person and then unmask them. And there's no real detective work at play. This, yeah, this time there was really nothing. Uh, oh, there was the clue. Well, it didn't really make a lot of sense. How, well. how as the viewer, were we supposed oh. to know... That he had a an alligator head instead of a crocodile head. 
It's true because I still I've had it explained to me several times and I still don't know. Well, the snouts are a little different. Yeah, I know that, but show me either one, I'm gonna be like, ah! <laughs> it's terrifying. It's a prehistoric beast that lives in Florida. I'm taking a bath, not now. Uh, There's time later. <laughs> Get out. Uh, Mom. I Oh, geez. That's another prehistoric beast that lives in Florida. Uh, <laughs> Whose mom are you talking about? Zing. Oh. Um, Florida's a Zing's very mom. nice lady. <laughs> Your mom's name is Zing? Yeah. Oh. I do have a friend named... Corey Zing. Anyways, uh, so Dwayne the Falcon. Uh, yeah, Daphne had a falcon named Dwayne. Uh, be- I think it started because random. Well, so was that what they were going for? An overarching thing of this series yeah. is that each episode she has something that she's doing. It, it, okay, the, the code name for it is called Daphne du Jour. So in one she, is that what they call it in the Scooby Doo community? Yes, uh, and I think they actually called it that uh, the, on the show. No, not on the show. People who worked on the show called it that. Oh, okay. So like one episode, she's really into puppets. So she has all these puppets, and then uh, no. was it puppets of the gang? Yep. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Okay. And then okay. those puppets had puppets at one point. It was a branching oh, uh, fractal did, of puppets. Did Fred? get in an argument with his own puppet if they didn't they blew it because that is just that's sitting right in front of them yeah that is really obvious now that you say it i don't think that happened oh maybe oh he might have gotten in an argument with her as the puppet though and then oh she got in a fight with herself with different puppets classic daphne yeah classic uh, but now she has Dwayne the Falcon. <laughs> like, Dwayne and I also have our our level of communication. Yep. I'm just like, uh, look at this. I can trust him with anything. <laughs> yep. No, that was a real good joke where uh, when uh, Dwayne was perched on Daphne's glove, mm. Falconer's glove. Yeah. Yeah. Who uh, hadn't really done anything to this point. So we're, as an audience, led to think that it's tamed. Mm. It's loyal. Mm. It's a pet falcon. Mm-hmm. Let's it off. Yeah. It just it's like a bird in a museum. <laughs> just flying around attacking stuff that like old, mice. That old chestnut. Yeah. Like a falcon in a mystery museum. <laughs> Losing its fucking mind. Uh, and also she's feeding it from her mouth. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. I You made me rewind to find You missed it. it. I missed it. You missed I it. Totally you had to see that. that. Yep. Uh that was one of the, the things that in this episode I appreciated so much. The subtle jokes mm. that they didn't really bring attention to yeah. were on point. Like little sight gags, uh, like Daphne fe- feeding Dwayne from her mouth like yeah. a mama bird. <laughs> uh, once they get to the, the museum, there was a bunch of background hijinks with people getting their heads stuck in places. Yeah. That was fine. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of off-screen sound cues of like <laughs> pots smashing that no one really brought attention to anything like that uh, i'm completely fine with that may be from that one week when i watched wet hot american summer 20 times <laughs> full circle um but all of the, they did one like three times in a, in one scene and then a few times throughout the rest of the episode so that was great mm. um it's interesting because uh, yeah, it's it almost good. like the antithesis of original Scooby, where 
I mean, a joke a joke would happen or oh, was, a gag would happen. Was there a laugh track? And then a laugh track would happen. So you literally had to pause yeah. to appreciate the gag. Whereas this is, of course, much more contemporary style humor yeah. where it just it it's almost funnier because it's glossed over. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what it is. Because like if there was a uh, a pot smash off screen mm. for sound cue, and then we cut to uh, uh, Shaggy laying in uh, uh, the, the rubble of this old Greek vase, and he goes, "I'm okay." I, I know, I know that's not Shaggy's voice. I get it. That, that is straight I like that, I know that. Yeah, that's I get what I was it. About to say, did I do that? <laughs> but. The way that we're, it's all mind palace. What <laughs> happened out there? We don't know. Something happened. It's yeah. not our problem. We're dealing with this. Yeah. It's out there. We'll get to it later. Whatever. There's another one that went really quickly by uh, when they were explaining the Pharaoh that Sobek was protecting or not protecting. Yeah. Egyptologists yeah. swore about it. Uh, it was very long. Oh, it, Matt was talking about it in the beginning. Yeah. He was known for his very long goatee and his fashionable mandals. <laughs> and it just like went oh, by really fast. It went by really <laughs> fast. He was like, and his fashionable I, mandals. I, I wrote this, I wrote down mandals and I'm like, I, I don't know what that means. I guess I just made some shit up. I like that. Yeah, mandals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just little jokes. Yeah. Little jokes make for good comedy shows. It's when when you have like a nice like spicing. Yeah. So then but then something like a family guy. Yeah. That can be all you're eating. It's all frosting yeah, and no it, cake. It, exactly. You know? Uh a, a nice frosting of little jokes to string scenes together to get to the set piece gags. To give that cake a little bit more substance. Yeah, you know? You gotta have but that, that, nice that cake is coat. that nice base. You gotta have a crumb coat. You gotta have like some nice piping on top. What's your favorite cake? What's my favorite cake show? That's the real question. Is it Cake Boss? Cake- <laughs> No, kids baking championship, man. Oh, okay. All day kids baking championship. Huh. I uh, I did briefly get into the uh, Great British Bake Off. That was oh, a lot yeah. of fun. Well, yeah. it was funny because so at that time, my girlfriend was watching a lot of America's Top Model. Yeah. So I I would like catch America's Top Model. I didn't really like it, but like you know, no 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 shade thrown. Yeah. It it was just like I would ignore it mostly. But yeah. you'd watch it, and people would be like, "Oh my God, Jessica needs to calm her fucking tits. Like she thinks that she's all that, <laughs> but like what the fuck? Like I'm here to win this. And then you watch the Great British Bake Off. And it's like. Oh, can you, can you check my timer for me? Absolutely, yeah. You have you have three minutes left, but it might fall if you go the full three. Yeah. You might want to go for two and a half. Thank you so much, Nigel. You know, it's like everybody's like, hell, I really dunged up there. You know, like everybody's so polite and British. Did they do uh, an episode uh, with souffles where everyone has to be real quiet? <laughs> and then it's real fine no until, until the cousin comes in at the end and is like, you guys doing and slams the door and everyone's souffle falls and everyone looks at him and goes nigel he's from, credits he's from alabama and no one gets eliminated he's a mixer he is you know about that trope right yeah i can't tell you that there was a two-week period where i was trying to get someone in my life 
to acknowledge that that was a trope that happened on sitcoms and no one knew what I was talking about. Really? It was my hell. Interesting. Like, like I'd, I'd go up to like my, my, my girlfriend or my mom or, or my sister. Some other and I'd be like, female in your life. Listen, you know what I'm talking about, right? You know what I'm talking about. It happens on sitcoms all the time. There's like a holiday episode where the Prissy family member is baking a souffle or not the Prissy family member, like the, the Butch family member who is acting out of character in this episode right. and he's baking a souffle and he's trying to get everyone to be real quiet and he does a pretty good job, but he gets real frustrated, but he does a pretty good job and just as he's taking it out of the oven, someone ruins the souffle yeah. and everyone's like, no. I mean that's, that's definitely a thing. thing. I mean that's definitely a thing. It's not as much of a thing as, oh no, I've booked uh, a date with two girls on the same night. Oh, everyone, knows that's that a classic. Uh, I love that. One. That's everywhere. That's cool. um, I oh, God, I love that one. Uh, like we'll be your chickens in a coal mine. I loved that line. That was a good line. History of camouflage exhibit. <laughs> that was a real good goof. Oh my gosh! Because well, the whole Shaggy Scooby thing. Yep. That was beyond brilliant. Where uh, oh he sees God. their feet yeah. underneath the curtain. Yeah. Oh, okay, so to, to set it up, the the, the first time, uh, which every time, every episode, there's multiple times that they run into the monster mm. and they get chased off. Yeah. The first time uh, in this episode, they run into the history of camouflage exhibit, <laughs> and uh, Jeff is like all painted up like a tiger, and he's. Kind in of, the bull rushes. He, yeah, I mean, he's in the weeds and he's painted like a tiger and he's standing up against a tiger and you can't see him. And then uh, Velma's hiding in something or whatever. Sure. And then we get to uh, a curtain. And at the bottom of the curtain, floor length, we see what looks like Scooby's feet and Shaggy's sneakers. Right. Um, classic way to classic. tell if somebody's hiding behind a yep. curtain. Love it. Their feet stick out. But then Sobek pulls back the curtain and it's <laughs> it's, it's feet. It's feet. We don't know what those were and <laughs> I'd like an answer. Uh, and then if I remember it, it goes to uh, bushes. Lamps. Lamp, uh, lamps that it looks that like they're look, hiding. That look like the Shaggy. bodies of Shaggy and Scoob with no heads with lampshades on top. <laughs> he pulls off the lampshades and is just the bodies of the lamps. <laughs> and then it, then it goes to the bushes that are shaped like Shaggy and Scooby. Right. And they're just bushes that are shaped like Shaggy and Scooby. And then he runs off. And as we continue to pan, this is all one shot. Yeah. As we continue to pan, we see Shaggy and Scooby with their, <laughs> their hands, hands over, over their, their eyes. eyes. And he just runs right through. Oh, man. That's how you do a sight gag. Yeah. That's yeah. real good. I mean, I, I was just trying to figure out what those dog toes were supposed to be. Yeah. Little beans. Uh, little, little, little beans. Big little, beans. Little, big old bean toes. Big old bean toes. They called him Bean Toes this Sunday on BBC it had Four. Nothing to do with his feet. Tune uh, in to find out why. Oh, uh, I really enjoyed the song uh, "Wake Me Up to Say Goodnight." Yeah, I was I was reaching to try to figure out what sort of band they were trying to do a take it, on. Just, just, just kind of kind of like an alt rocky. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, so. of course that was the chase montage, mm-hmm. um, which had a pretty good sight gag. Uh, oh, it was uh, maybe it was obvious because I I called it 
but it necessitated the punchline. Which one? Well, uh, that was where uh, Scooby and Shaggy were on a stuffed horse. Oh yeah, pretending to ride <laughs> it, and we just see the, the close up of them, so we don't know it's not a a, a stuffed horse. But right. it, instantly, I'm like, that's not that's not a real horse. Right. And then it, it cuts to a close up of Sobek's upper body riding a horse, and then we we see a two shot of the two of them just kind of bouncing <laughs> up and down on stuffed horses. <laughs> uh, and then they they both run off. Um, There's something about like, hey, we're all in this gag together. Yeah, that's just like very fun. This is real kind of fun. Well, you know? I like. Ah, we have to get away. Quick, get on this horse. Well, the only way I can chase them is to get on this horse. Yeah, and then shagging the Scoob. Like, how quick do people normally start re- reverting to calling him Scoob in an, in an episode of this? Do people uh, call him Scoob like pretty quick? Yeah, because I think okay. it's a commonly used abbreve. Was that the first time I called him Scoob? I don't know. Because that makes me feel very like disconnected from the process. Really? Yeah. yeah. You wanna you wanna be able to take like when it happened. Yeah, man. I wanna like jump right in. Like, yeah, Shag and Scoob, man. <laughs> They're my boys. But That's, I think that was the first time I called him Scoob. That was the moment that you became comfortable. And that was the moment you died a little bit inside. Just a little bit. This Sunday on CBS. <laughs> uh and there was a kid that had low blood sugar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think we just need to touch Little on shaggy. uh the children gang. Yeah. Real quick because I okay. think I think they uh that was a very well executed uh story point. Okay. Uh Fred and his uh rival gang of children attempting to solve this mystery before the Well, they don't really want to do anything. Oh, the children uh basically get kidnapped. <laughs> yeah. Mysteries. There's more to solving mysteries than just saying "yay mysteries," <laughs> or was it "yay I'm, we"? I'm a detective. Oh yeah, we we, have it. we I'm, I'm, I'm a, a detective. detective. Yeah, uh, just running around like crazy. Uh, he uh, picks on a little girl with short hair and a dress, steals glasses off another oh, little tiny girl, Velma. gives it to his new little Velma, and tells her <laughs> to go so- find some clues. Uh, that was. That was well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one, uh, just just the, the children overall. Uh, when we we first meet them, the first scene, um, the uh, Fred asks them, "Are right, y- y'all ready to go solve a mystery?" And all the Is kids there go, "Gonna be lunch." <laughs> oh, little shaggy! Uh, but I don't really get that all, reference. All, all the kids say, "Yeah," but then I think it was Duncan in the back that says. We already answered that. <laughs> so the kids were very well done. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was uh, mostly just uh, gags, but like it was yeah. like a fun little bit of spice. Uh, yeah. Just over, overall. Oh, uh, did we, did we, are we going to do spoilers now? Sure. Uh, if, if, if you remember from when we first started talking about this, we briefly mentioned two Egyptologists. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, Professor Salazar. Is it two Egyptologists? Yeah. You don't think it's two Egyptologists? Uh, well, I mean... Was the, it two there, Egyptologists? There were two in the episode. But was it two Egyptologists? Well, you had briefly mentioned when we were watching it that it may have been both of them as <laughs> as Sobek. The Egyptian god of dividing there's, and separating. There's no uh, the way thing. sonically to communicate to you that I am saying two as in T-O-O, as in too many Egyptologists. Is it two Egyptologists? Well, th- that's... No, no. <laughs> there is a way to sonically do that, and you just did. 
Well, yeah, but I can't do it. No, no, the way by only the saying way two you were saying it was like, oh, th- that's a little too Egyptologist. Too Egyptologist. It's a little too Egyptologist. Like, hey, you know, like I think I'm gonna go, you know, study, you know, uh, northeastern African ancient history. You know, <laughs> is, that is, that, is that a little too, too Egyptologist? Egyptologist? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> that's what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but when you had mentioned that you thought it was both Dr. Hess and Salazar yeah, yeah. as uh, the ancient god Sobek, I thought you meant like uh, a, a few seven-year-olds in a Trying trench to sneak coat. sneak into a movie. into a movie, yeah. <laughs> Has any kid ever actually done that? Uh, well, I did see this great documentary called Little Rascals. Great. <laughs> that yep. one, I almost got you. Yep. <laughs> I almost got you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I think that uh, there was an account of that happening in that movie. I don't. Okay. I don't think they were trying to see a movie. I think they were buying lumber. I got was two that? pickles. I got two pickles. I got two <laughs> pickles. Hey, hey, hey! I would have been stuck in my head for years after that movie came out. Oh, Del- was it Delilah? Yeah, I hate. I hate. Your I guts. hate your guts. You are the scum between my toes. And then she crushes the coke can. She <laughs> goes. Whoa! <laughs> have you have you watched that movie recently? Nope, does not hold up. Duh, no, that's too bad. Uh, I, like there was some like Buzzfeed list or, or something of uh, like the oh cast of little rascals. Where are they now? All and, of them and, are and dead. That, uh, they're all dead. <laughs> they all took a bunch of uh, drugs, bunch of <laughs> drugs. And they all died from them. And that's what the Queen song is about. All dead, all dead, all dead. That's a deep really? cut for which, Queen. Which one is that? That is a Queen deep I cut. I don't know that one. We can't look things up, but yeah. luckily I, I literally have this on, well, on so, my computer. Since we can't look things up, I guess I'll just have to take your word we for it. We can't look it up, That's okay. I own it. Um, the, I don't know why I like, well, we shouldn't play it. This is like not good. This was like a deep cut off. Yeah. A deep cut radio off. Uh, like my, I was talking to a friend of mine and I don't know how, but he's like, have you ever heard of this queen song? And I was like, nobody's heard of this queen Look, song. unless it's Flash Gordon, I don't care. Yeah, or Bohemian Rhapsody or any of this. But he was like, it's so good. And I was like, okay. And then I actually listened to it, and I was like, everybody needs to know this queen song. It's so weird. So are we just going to put this in there? Maybe. I don't know. It might just be in the background. Oh, okay. All right. While we talk. Uh, I I gotta listen to it. It is really good. Very good piano. What's it called? All Dead, All Dead. Oh, that is a deep cut. Yeah, from News of the World, which everybody knows. It's literally after three hits. We will rock you. We are the champions in sheer heart attack. Oh, that's buried. You you got nothing there. You can't follow those. Also, none of the other songs on this album are hits. I like the cover. All Dead. Oh, it's a sad song. Kind of. It like kicks in. Oh, dead. It that's, almost that's kicking. Like that's yeah, kicking. But it almost kind of like sounds like a kink song, you know? I hear it. Dude, I would listen to a Davies cover of this so hardcore. <laughs> 
What, David Bowie? And gone. No, uh, Davies from the Kings. Oh, I, I don't, I don't. All dead. I don't know much about dead. the Kings. Really? I oh, it's a great. I, I, I'm a little out of my depth with most music. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I know. So you're big I into like comedy, but a little bit. Yeah. About almost everything. Like I can have a conversation about most things. Yeah. But music, I'm just not. I just, Jack of all trades, master of none, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. can. I can. Just music isn't something that I've ever really jumped into the way I have with with a lot of other things. Interesting. I usually find that music is the one for everybody. I know, I know. Because everybody has like that one band that they really liked or something. Yeah. Uh no, I mean I I, I was like big into like like flogging Molly. No oh, okay. like in like high school. Yeah. And um uh, Shipping up to Boston. No, that's no, drop no, that dropping Murphy's. Sorry. Not even their best song. <laughs> Not even just, their best song. It's just in that movie. It was. And, <laughs> and you know what? It was only in that movie for like 30 seconds. <laughs> Do you remember that? Do you remember like vaguely? Like that song blew up. Right. Because of that movie. Right. So I was like, oh, right, I'm, I'm going to see it. Like, maybe it's like the main theme or something. And yeah. I'm like, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And then, like, maybe an hour in, they're like, all right, all right, boys, we're going to go down, down to the park now. And we're going to go talk to a different guy in a different office. And they jump on the interstate. Shoot up to us. And they go, bum, bum. Yeah, right. And then they get to the other office. <laughs> and that's it. That's that's the only time the songs in that movie. Around it might have been around the same time, I think. Uh the one that really got me was Pineapple Express. Oh yeah. With Seth Rogen oh, Airplanes. James DeFranco. MIA? Yeah. Yep. It was in the trailer, but not, not the, the movie? movie. So you'd go so when you went on iTunes to the uh, soundtrack to Pineapple Express, the one comment was, this song is called Paper Planes by M.I.A. <laughs> and it wasn't on the soundtrack. That was the only comment on iTunes. <laughs> okay. So now we're talking about this. Batman Forever. Great. Seal. Kiss from a Rose. Yeah. Re-released. Did you know that? Why was it on, on that soundtrack? Why why was it like the official song for that movie? I think it's on It the, wasn't in the movie. It's in the credits. It's in the credits. Which is a common place for soundtrack songs to go. Uh but so he I mean that's originally a great song. Don't released wrong, that, song. that on his first album and it didn't do well as a single. Like it didn't oh, he, he, get any traction. You gotta get that Batman Forever money. Gets it in Batman Forever and it goes like whatever, double platinum or some <laughs> shit. Did it really? Oh my god, it went huge. What was up with this? Was it lupus on his face? Oh, is that why he got the scar? Yeah, I think it's, yeah. I think it's lupus. Baby, to me you're like a grown addiction that I can't deny. Won't you just hesitate me? Hesitate But did you know when it snows? Oh, let's kiss from a rose. Okay. I speak I'm a legend. Light that you shine can't be seen. Da, 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 da. Baby! I can feel you like a kiss from a rose on the grave. Ooh, the morning is the stranger it feels. Yeah. Ooh, now that your rose is in bloom, a light hits I'm the just gonna gloom let you go. on the You won't even grave. hear this until you start This is, uh, that was Jack Black singing Kiss by Him. Yeah, it sounded just like him. <laughs> it sounded just like him. Uh, but it's great. 
that soundtrack. I mean, I get, I get, we could talk about soundtrack music. Oh yeah, you know soundtracks better than Th- than just like, like like people like talk about like oh my god like the third track on Dark Side of the Moon and uh, yeah I, I, I can't I can't do that but, but I can tell you I love the Space Jam theme. Everybody get up! It's, it's time, time to, to slam now. now. We got a All real jam going. Hey, lady. <laughs> Y'all wanna know why? Why? Cause it's the Stamp Jam. <laughs> or or Wild Wild West. That one I, 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 can't I can go do on. that all day. Or or uh, uh, the the, the Smokey and the Bandit theme. Okay. R.I.P. Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah. Or you know, Eastbound and Down by Jerry Reed. Okay. Who was a Snowman in Smokey and the Bandit? Have you seen Smokey and the Bandit? No. You really. are missing something out of your life. Yeah, that's there, what I've heard. There. There was a day, there were several days, yeah. when I just put it on in the background and went about my day, yeah. and it just looped. Yeah. Not the song, the movie. Right. It's perfect. Jerry Reed is also in an episode of Scooby-Doo, by the way. Oh, is Just he? FYI. Yeah. He's great. I love Jerry Reed. Pretty Mary Sunlight, that's all right with me. Just sings that on repeat. <laughs> uh, I'm not kidding. That happens. Uh, here, here's the other thing uh, about music. That I really appreciate mm-hmm. uh, is a band like Bad Company. When they to re- the day I die, right, and they yeah. have a song called Bad Company. Yep, off the album called Bad Company. Right, that's, I, that's I, good. I love that shit. Yeah, uh, there's another band uh, called Tunnel Vision. They're a Scott. Okay, I don't know that. They're a Scott. They're a, uh, indie ska band from I think like the Boston area or something. Fun. Uh, Punk ska or yeah. Oh yeah. 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 No, they, so they like Mighty Mighty Bostones. Or my uh, more more like uh, uh, Goldfinger. Okay, yeah. Um, but they you're uh, talking to a huge less than Jake fan. <laughs> oh, oh you, you'd love them. If that was a real comment, you'd love Tunnel yeah, Vision because I genuinely love less than Jake. <laughs> yeah, no, you'd love them because they have a song called Tunnel Vision. If that was a real comment. I don't know. <laughs> no, I know that nobody can ever. <laughs> How can that be a serious phrase okay, in okay. the year 2018? I am actually sincere, <laughs> but how can that be a sincere okay, phrase? Look, like, I, I need- are you talking about the band who had a hit in Good Burger? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. Genuinely one of my favorite bands I, of all I, I time. Need, I need to bring this back to, to my real wheelhouse, just yeah, yeah, comedy yeah. for a second here. Yep. Um, because Less Than Jake... Uh, was featured in one of Norm Macdonald's uh, Weekend Update jokes. <laughs> and I, Seriously? I have... How the hell did that ever happen? Because I have m- most of uh, his Weekend Update jokes memorized. Yeah, I, yeah. I, know, I just know most of them. Yeah. Um, but uh, there, there was one he did where um or, uh so so this year uh at at the Grammys uh uh less than Jake uh or, or what was it? I think it was the the Billboard chart yeah um so uh n- num- number 2 on the on the Billboard charts this week with their new release uh for the the rock section uh less than Jake and number 1 Jake <laughs> cute yeah. It's just so simple. Yeah. Johnny, simple joke. Johnny Quest thinks we're sellouts. Yeah. Classic song. Uh, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yep. Is that less than Jake? Yeah. I like that one. It is. Uh, Dope Man, I always like that one. Yeah. Uh, some of their later hits. I mean, you know, I'm a big fan of the 2003 album Anthem. Uh, you see, th- this is where, this is what I was talking about. 
Okay, I, but I, I just I don't know. But how I got into music, yeah, my gateway was not only soundtracks, but Warren Miller movie soundtracks. <laughs> Because Warren Miller movies were just like, it was like top 40 radio yeah. put over Brad dudes skiing. <laughs> like, that was all it was. So, like, I got, like, uh, Bare Naked Ladies, oh. Dave Matthews Band, that other Seal song. I listened to Rock Spectacle by Bare Naked Ladies. Mm. Uh, that was a live album. Um, it was great. It was what, great. Was it pre or post stunt? I don't know. Okay, it was like Old Apartment on there? Old Apartment was on there. Great. Um, if I had a million dollars. Oh, yeah. Yep. Be my Yoko Ono. Maybe. It's uh, a- the, the one where they uh, make you say underwear. Oh, yeah. You know that one? Yeah. Um, the, the one where uh, he's uh, talking about... Um, <laughs> I'm assuming, I, don't, I don't know. I'm also um, assuming this is pre-stunt if like alcohol and one week aren't on there. Right, one week might have been on there. I don't remember. Uh, I wonder when they wrote that. Anyways, I don't know. Uh, Stephen Page is coming to Portland. I, Anyways, I don't know who that is. Stephen Page is the, was the lead singer of uh, Bare Naked Ladies. Was he the got, fat one or the skinny one? The fat one. He was the He's main. He's got a great singing. voice. Yeah, he does have a great voice. I always liked. I think it's Ed. Ed is the other one. Uh, oh, well, now you want to hoodwink? It'll make you stop think. You think you're looking at Aquaman? A summer fish with the dish of the shelly sushi because it never touched a fry pan. Hot like wasabi when I bust rice. Be like the end rice because I'm all about values. Bert Camp has got the mad wits. Try to match wits. Try to hold me about a bus through. I break a dick of it. Finest of the flavors. Yeah. Have you seen the show? You know the burger goes against the This is pretty much what I thought was going to happen. Oh, you're doing the Weird Al version? No. Yet's man. Yeah. Bernie Ladies are great. Oh. Uh, Dave Matthews Band was on there. Never got into them. My sister was. Really? She, ah, she has a fire dancer tattoo. Here's the other thing. Uh, Dave Matthews Band. I don't get why the bros took him on so readily. I don't know. It's weird. Because if you listen to uh, Before These Crowded Streets, I think it's Before These Crowded Streets. Is that the one I'm thinking of? I don't know. It's the one where it's like, don't drink the water. There's <laughs> blood in the water. And you're like, why? What? Why was that someone who was like, hey, baby, you want to come over and put on shark necklace, shark tooth necklaces and listen to music and uh, make out? And it, Alanis it Morissette is like in the background being like, ah! I'm not kidding. This happens on a Dave Matthews album. That's no, pretty ironic. I know that. Don't you think? Was that a, was that Alanis Morissette? A little too ironic. And I really do think. It's a Jesus Christ. On your wedding day. Uh, I always uh, like the way that uh, she pronounces in uh, one hand in my pocket, off, also off of Jagged Little Pill. Uh, I got one hand in my pocket, and the other hand is playing a piano. Uh, I don't know. That always cracked me up. So we do have one segment on this podcast. <laughs> yes. We are star stuff at the universe's piss. Does this pass the sinking test? Famed philosopher of science and scientist himself, Carl Sagan, once said yes. that he wanted an adult version of Scooby-Doo because it endorsed skepticism and the scientific method. Does this episode pass the Sagan test? Do I give like a yes or no answer or do I go into it? You can answer however you want. Um, considering. It's more about the journey. Considering this episode. Consider yourself. <laughs> Never coming back here. <laughs> Um, considering this episode, yeah, had a guy who thought 
there was someone out there trying to stop the wind. Sure. All wind. All wind. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Yeah? All right. Just because most people probably say no. And, and I, and I want to throw off the curve. Yeah. I uh, I mean, I can get behind a yes for this episode. Because here's the thing. Yeah. It, it happens by accident. Fred kind of yes-ands himself into this situation <laughs> where he... Where he swaps yeah. gangs because he's yeah. like, you know, he's like, oh, I'm sure you could do well. Why don't you take over? And he's being sarcastic, but then he kind of ends up, you know, forcing his own hand. And I, th- but here's the thing they make the best of that situation at yeah. the end of it and they combine together and they learn something about themselves. He's, he's denying that they can do yeah. well without him. And then he realizes that that's not, yeah, the truth. I, w- I was definitely just. Just goofing, I was but just, you I got was just goofing when I said yes. But I mean, you can like you definitely talked me into it because I mean, when the, the teams split, uh, Jeff brings out the best of the the gang, mm-hmm. the original gang, mm-hmm. and Fred knows what he's trying to get mm-hmm. out of the kids. Right. So there's clearly some method of that they're attempting. To get after of yeah. solving clues, one leading to the next one, putting it together. Um, it's n- not the. I almost said it's not the show's fault. <laughs> it's the sh- yeah. It's the fucking writers. The guys wrote it on purpose because they did it. It's not your fault. Don't you do that? It's not your fault. Don't you do? Don't fucking do that, man. Not your fault. Don't you do that, man. Not your fault. Not you too, man. I do have some apples. Oh, <laughs> how about that? <laughs> How about them? Hey, that's the show. <laughs> but yeah, I think that there's like yeah. an interesting challenge that they yeah. that they overcome, and that's kind of yeah. I mean, they they definitely kind of learned something. I'm not sure what it was, but I think they learned yeah. something. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, so I, I think I think it does pass the test. It's- Off to my flying cat copter. <laughs> <laughs> that was the gag I wanted. <laughs> he actually has a cat copter. Well, he stole the fucking mystery machine. And just as the as it's fading to black, he just yells, Scooby Dooby Doo! <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah. No, I, I liked it. I appreciated it. Uh, I thought it was much more developed than uh, what most people traditionally think Scooby Doo as. Yeah. Uh, I thought the comedy uh, was a solid attempt. And for a kid show, it landed. Hell yeah! Yeah, no, I, I thought it was. I thought it was real Funny good. Shit. Uh, surprisingly late on the actual Scoob. Yeah, we we talked about that before. Yeah, uh, it was a Fred heavy episode. It was a so Fred heavy episode, yeah. and uh, I thought, I thought it accomplished what it was tra- uh, setting out to do. Perfect. Yeah. Well, Adam, this has been Nick. freewheeling, frolicking, and fun. Well, I I, I hope it was uh, it was fun for everyone. <laughs> Tell the people what you have coming up. I mean, do you have anything in the way of pimpage? Can people find you online? Do you uh, have shows oh coming man, up. Do I, have... I don't. I'm not doing anything right now. Yeah, I'm not doing anything. I mean, I'm... taking a break on that YouTube channel. <laughs> oh, man, oh, no, I, I did start a YouTube channel a while ago. <laughs> well, you got two DSLRs. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, no, I, I mean this. This might be for another time. But there was a uh, a local uh, TV channel out in Rockland. And I shot okay. a, a pilot for a late night show oh, fun. for him. And then the station immediately went under. Perfect. <laughs> so that went nowhere quick. <laughs> uh, so that's out there somewhere. Uh, if you want to find stuff, there's scri- scrimp, Scrimps and Pumpkins. Scrimps and Pumpkins YouTube. is out there. You can watch that. Yeah. Um, 
if you're friends with me on Facebook, I I uh, I live blog bad movies. Fun sometimes. Great. Uh, typically, the the father is working on the big account. Mm. You know, you know, fathers work on big accounts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's usually that, or I'm watching Cube. Uh, but aside from that, uh, no, I'm not working on anything right now. But <laughs> All right. Say hi to me, I guess. Great. I'll be around. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. And as always, to you and yours this holiday season, rhyming sucks. <laughs> Is that your sign out? Is that what you do? Is that your thing? How about we just tell aristocrat jokes now? <laughs> What's With You Scooby-Doo is a member of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. Visit StolenDress.com to check out our other Stolen Dress podcasts, blogs, tweets, videos, and books.